Hi, everyone, and welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast, episode number three. Uh, this is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-host, Ryan Keelan and Kirby Lupels. What a crazy week it's been for the Florida Panthers, one that we thought was going to be relatively quiet, but for the last 48 to 72 hours have been whirlwinds of emotions for a lot of Florida Panthers fans. But Ryan, Kirby, how are we doing this evening? I hope you guys are well. Ryan, <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm I'm feeling good about this podcast. I know I know there's going to be two different sides. Obviously, just uh, I'm excited to get this debate going. Honestly, yeah. Last week there with Uyghur, we were kind of uh, debating on that situation. We thought, um, you know, we would launch uh, spaces with some Uyghur contract extension or potential trade news. Um, Huberto upping for a long-term deal, but we never expected to see this. And it's been a wild weekend with very little sleep. Me being on the West Coast uh, with this trade news breaking, <laughs> I pulled a lot of hours late uh, late that evening when that trade news broke. So um, I- I'm very excited. I think that's going to come through on this podcast and I'll kind of uh, get into detail why I'm very excited. Absolutely. A whirlwind, like I said, at the start of emotions from younger fans Older fans, doesn't matter what type of fans, NHL fans across the world, um, witnessing this unbelievable blockbuster trade of the summer for sure. Um, for those that don't know, I'm sure there's not a single soul in the NHL community that doesn't know. The Calgary Flames sent Matthew Kachuk and a conditional fourth round pick to Florida in exchange for all star Jonathan Huberdeau, Mackenzie Weger, Cole Schwind and a 2025 conditional first-round pick. In that trade, it was the first in NHL history sign-and-trade between Kachuk, the Flames, and the Panthers. NBA style. Yeah, exactly. Something that's never been done in the in the NHL before. For those that don't know what that means, it means that Kachuk technically signed the deal with Calgary for eight years, $76 million but was immediately traded to the Florida Panthers. So that that's very common in uh, the NBA, like Ryan said, but for the NHL, this is the first of its kind. So something that's not been seen for almost 30 years with the Wayne Gretzky trade between the Kings and the Edmonton Oilers, where two players of over 100 points the following season were traded uh, to different teams. So Kirby, we'll start with you. What was your immediate reaction to this trade? Um, well, I can kind of explain how I found out about the news. <laughs> um, I was kind of away from Twitter for a bit and I went to my phone and I don't always check my news feed right away. I'll check sometimes my DMs, especially with our spaces community and podcasts. I'm like, okay, I got to check what's going on here. So see a message coming from Cody, a fellow uh, space communities fan of ours and he uh sent a message that just said yo and that's all it said was yo and i was like okay so i typed him a quick quick message what are you talking about and i checked a couple other dms and i opened one up from our girl lex who helped me out this uh this um weekend with our spaces uh emergency um launch so she was there co-hosting helping me so i thank her very much for that and she just quote tweeted me the whole deal so at first i was reading it Matthew Kachuk has been traded to Florida, has signed an extension. I think that was the first thing I read right away. So I didn't see all the particulars that we were giving up. And I was like, oh, my goodness, because I have been tweeting all week 
the <laughs> Panthers and like Bill Zito's listy, like we need to bring Matthew Kachuk in. And I was willing to part, and we'll talk about this, David. I was willing to part with a big package, but none of us really thought that Huberto would be in that in that way going the other way because we thought you know we're going to talk about extending him is he going to give us an answer um are we going to go into the season hopefully not so that just totally blew me out of left field so I started to see all the names that were coming in I looked at it you know felt it felt how I could react to it and I was like we know like David Ryan we know what the contract status the situation is of Jonathan Huber and Mackenzie Weger so you're seeing a lot of hot takes right away Florida got reamed over the coals on this deal. How can you give up this much for Matthew Kachuk? This might be the best season that he'll ever have. I totally disagree with that. Um, you just gave up a heart nominee guy, plus a top four or top pairing defenseman, wherever you put Mackenzie Weger, plus another pick. The Panthers have no pick. So everyone was just coming at it with hot takes right away. So that's when we had to, had to get into our spaces, let everyone come in. And there was a lot, a lot, a lot of logical thought, a lot of logical takes um, when everyone was able to digest it. And it was so interesting, David, because people were coming in every 20 minutes, every hour. I think we went for three, four hours, every, <laughs> every new hour, there's someone new coming in, just listen, telling us how the news was broken to them, you know, and how they had to tell their, their child or, or their wife or their friend that, you know, <laughs> they no longer have one of their favorite players as a Florida Panther. So my job that night, I felt David, was to educate everyone on Matthew Kachuk, not just because he's in my market in Calgary, but he is one of my favorite players around the league. And, you know, I've always watched him since he's, he's broke into the league. I know his story a little bit from junior hockey, obviously his dad and his brother, um, just kind of educating the community on his play style and everything like that. Right. And I know we're going to get into Matthew Kachuk, but just overall excited. I'm still excited now. I'm like, did this really happen? You know, and, you know, we're going to break down, you know, parting ways with Huberto and Uyghur who are big fan favorites and appreciate their time in South yeah. Florida. But uh, yeah, just overall excited to, to get going. You know, What about you, Ryan? What was your immediate reaction to this blockbuster deal? So just like with Kirby, I wasn't looking at my phone and then all of a sudden I go back to my phone and I see a text Panthers and I'm like, what? And then I see another one that says, go on Twitter right now. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And, and, normally when that happens i'm like okay people know that i'm like a, a big panthers fan that's something huge happened so i go on and <laughs> i see okay we got kachuk and then i didn't i just like kirby i didn't see who was going back i'm like okay this is going to be probably Uyghur, blah blah, blah. Okay. and then i was debating on calling you david because you were sleeping i still don't know if that was a bad move if i should have or not I didn't and me and ryan you, we were but... text me ryan we were texting the group chat me and you after yeah. i found out right <laughs> yeah um my first reaction was, I guess I was a little more upset than I am now. Like now I love this, like, and, I, and we'll get into this, but I absolutely love this. Yeah. Like you said, Ryan, I was, I had probably just fallen asleep. I don't even know what time this, this broke out. Was it past 11? Was it around 11? Right around there. I want to say, yeah. yeah. Was, 10 30, 11, my time. So was it, or uh, I thought it was a little bit later. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I was out of town this whole weekend. I was weird. I was around the pool. I was hanging out all day, enjoying the Florida sun. And and I was just beat by like 10 o'clock. I was in bed. And and my wife was telling me that all night my phone was going off. It was a, a, bzz, a, bzz, a bzz. And she's like, what the heck is happening? I found like, the it's text. Just, yeah, it's probably just like, you know, just alerts or something like that, that they're texting in a group chat and, you know, nothing to the, to the extreme. 
So I'm asleep, probably probably for the best. Knowing me, I probably wouldn't have been able to sleep after the news had that had I been awake. So I get woken up at 7:30 by my son. He walk, he runs into the room, and he goes, "Daddy, Daddy, wake up!" And you know, I'm just like, "Okay, yeah, what's what's going on, buddy?" And he says, "Hoobie got traded." And I'm, oh. you know, me and my me and my son, we know every player in the league pretty much. He he knows the captains, he knows the players. So I'm thinking, you know, okay, it's just a game we're playing here. And then my wife comes in the room and says the same thing. And, you know, when she says something, I got to listen. You know, there's no joking around. It's okay. She means business. So, yeah, I immediately grab my phone. I see 40 WhatsApp chat between Kirby and Ryan. I see 20 texts between Ryan and another buddy of mine. I go to my Instagram. I have 15 messages on Instagram. I have another 20 messages on Twitter. And I'm like, there is no way I just woke up to this. And like you guys said, or like what Ryan said, immediately I was like, man, Jonathan Huberto is no longer a Florida Panther. And I was just in just an awe of what was able to happen. And the more, like you said, Ryan, the more you sit and digest, and that's probably why I'm happy I didn't enjoy or I didn't witness what happened at, at 12 o'clock at midnight because I probably would have been like, not been able to sleep because like you said, Kirby, you didn't go to sleep till like four o'clock yeah. your time. <laughs> it was late. And like, I just want to add a point. Um, it was really fun because Stu woke up. He fell asleep earlier. Stu and Fluffy, they have a oh. podcast in the Panthers community. And it was so surreal, David and Ryan, because like Ryan and I were awake and then uh, Stu woke up and then Stu comes into our spaces and he's like, Fluffy doesn't know this news. And he's a big right. Panther fan. He's sleeping. And I'm like, right. Stu, our captain, David, He's sleeping right now and he loves Huberto. So we were talking like between each other and like our main guys, our captain of our, you know, of our ship, like sleeping right now, not knowing that their favorite player has been dealt. That was why I enjoyed being up. I love when news breaks, being on, Absolutely. you know, mountain time, West coast time. There's a lot of deals and free agent things that have broken through the years. And I love to like first to know, cause it's just so exciting and you can't sleep, but I'm, I'm a night guy, night owl. So like I'm up and like, we're like, well, we got to go live here. Right. And it was just yeah. so surreal to talk to other people and be like, Oh, my friend doesn't know, or or a person that I'm on a podcast, he doesn't even know right now. So his phone just might be must be lighting up. Yeah, right? it so, was, so it was crazy that way. It, it was, was crazy. Eleven like, fourteen was when I texted you, wake up. What time? Eleven fourteen. Eleven fourteen. So nine yeah. four nine fifteen my time. So yeah, I figured it was around eleven o'clock because mm-hmm. uh, I mean it was just crazy. And you know, there's been trades for Panthers players, you know, forever. You know, the most recent one, I think that maybe had a little bit of an impact, but not as much was Trocek. A lot of people loved Trocek. To see a trade like that go happen at the deadline, um, I think was a bit of a shock to everyone. You know, Good Branson was a, was a fan yep. favorite when he got traded. That McCann with, trade, I was really sad. You know, with that. Markstrom as the package to bring back Luongo, there was a bit of a, of a like, hate to see you go, but love to see Luongo come back. Definitely. Thing, yep. Where this was, you know, a player that, we've known has been a superstar for a few years now, but we've never really been able to see. And I think a lot of people didn't realize how young he was. I don't think a lot of people realize he's only 24 years old and haven't really seen his style of play considering he's on, on Calgary mountain time. Like you said, Kirby, where, you know, the game start at 10 o'clock here, nine o'clock here. So we don't really get to see too much, but like you said, the media reaction was just like, this is a disaster. What the heck did Bill Zito just do? Um, so Kirby, I'm sure you had to deal with that all night. And just like you said, explain to what exactly happened. And uh-huh. 
I mean, I, I just can't imagine what, you know, Ryan, what do you think is going through Barkov's mind? I mean, is he like, man, I just lost one of my best friends again. I mean, of course he is, but once Kachuk steps on the ice, he's going to be happy. I truthfully, I, you know, I don't watch a lot of Calgary games, so I, w- I wasn't really, I know obviously Kirby, you'll know way more about Kachuk than us, but, and then I started watching highlights. I didn't realize that this guy is, this guy's insane. I mean, he, he does everything. Yeah. So uh, do you want to get into Kachuk now or what, what do you want to yeah, do? Yeah, I'll just touch on that Barkoff front. Um, And Ryan, jump in when, whenever you got something mm-hmm. too. like um, the thing that really got like, I know, David, it would have been a very emotional night for you, even more than like us diehard fans that are Panther fans because of how much you like draw the Huberto. The part that got to me because my guy is Barkoff when a fan came into one of our spaces and said, mm-hmm. what is Barkoff thinking right now? What will that first get? I, I kind of got chills down my body. I got like a little little emotional, a little frog in my throat, you know, mm-hmm. a little scratch in my throat when someone said that. And that was the first time I heard that and thought about yeah. that because everything was moving so fast. I didn't even have time to process that because Kachuk's gone. Uyghur's gone. Oh, Huberto's in the deal, you know, and we're giving up other things. And when someone told me that, I just reflected for a minute on spaces and was like, wow, that was really heavy, right? And I know, David, you'll mention something later on that as well. But uh, that's something that you tweeted out that uh, Toy Story vid. <laughs> and that got to me too. <laughs> oh, <I love laughs> but, but that got to me too, right? Because I'm such a Barkov guy and you're such a Huberto guy. And it just it just pulled out my heartstrings. But with Kachuk, I'm getting messages today from Flames fans because I have not had a chance to catch up with my Flames fans here. I've been doing all Panther stuff. So I'm just starting to get long voicemails. One friend sent me 10 minutes of voice memos on the deal and what Kachuk brings to us. He said, as a fan, and he's a really good fan, he's like, I hate to see him leave. He was like a future captain for us. He's going to win you a Stanley Cup in Florida. I have no doubt in my mind. This guy wants to win so bad. He, he lives and breathes the game. He's had some little hiccups along the way and has corrected it. When he got suspended a few years back with Drew Doughty, Flames management came to him and said, you've got to stop playing such on, you, you got to play on the edge, but you can't play over the edge. And my friend said the next year, when he went into the next season, he adjusted his game. We talk about this a lot with Bennett. And when we brought in Rakugudis, we were worried about certain elements of guys' games of going over the edge, taking suspensions, bad penalties at certain times. So he said, like, if that's his one drawback, he has self-corrected himself and played like a more disciplined style game. But he's like, and I know this already from watching Kachuk, but everyone that's new to Kachuk, he is one of the biggest pest agitators out there, like a Brad Marsh. But one of the one of the best. Right. And I want to get your guys's comparisons. One, my Flames um, friend, he also said to me, I said, what are some comparisons around the league? He said he's not like this player. But he adds an element like this player. And his name is Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski is one of the best players in front of the net on tip tip and deflection goals. He says he's just like Joe Pavelski like that. But with the Brad Marchand agitator side, I say like a mid-90s power forward, like Brendan Shanahan, um, those type of guys, John LeClaire maybe. maybe, But even with a little bit more bite and edge than John LeClaire. So I kind of wanted to know your guys' player comparables on on Kachuk before I even maybe go a little deeper in on him. Well, I mean, I think from what I've been reading, you know, everyone's pretty much called him, quote unquote, a unicorn yep. where, you know, he's outstanding in the transition game. He's excellent in the in the offensive game and the defensive game and the the power play. Just he just does it all for you that a coach would salivate having a player like that at the age of 24, uh, elite playmaker, you know, in the prime of his career maybe not even at the prime just yet, you know, maybe he's a few years away from being even more of a dynamic player. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I think Marshan is a good comparison. Um, like you said, Pavelski, you know, guys that get under their skin but can produce um, offensively. You know, but I don't. I Patrick, just don't Patrick, think... Patrick Kane type of hands were in yeah. front of the net more than Kane is away from the net. Right, but where he, you know, there. If you guys go look up some Matthew Kachukos through the leg goals, he has like yeah, four, five, four or legs. five of them between the legs. Like Barkov does that and. Barkov has supreme hands, but he doesn't always finish on those opportunities when he goes between the legs. And Kachuk has done it four, five, six, seven times. And it's mm. just like at, at full speed or off the rush, that one with that one goal against Nashville at the buzzer. Mm. He's a clutch yeah. player. As much as I love Barkov and Huberdo and Ekblad, like I think Kachuk instantly becomes our most clutch player. And well, you need that in the playoffs. Well, it's interesting you say that, um, Kirby, because, you know, I've, I've been getting a lot of messages and I've been sp- speaking with some of the B writers and some of the, you know, broadcast guys and commentators, you know, just getting their feels on, on different types of ways and what they thought the trade would could have went, should have went. And, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but there was one that responded to me. um, And he quote unquote said, as much as we love and, or as much as we grow to love these guys, I'm not sure that core group would win a cup. Hmm. So I'm not going to say who that was, but someone of the you know that knows and follows the team religiously every day, even in the offseason. I could have told you that. <laughs> said, <laughs> said that as much as we grow to love these guys, I'm not sure that core group would win a cup. So I don't know if it, it had to do where with that playoff disaster against Tampa, just you know, maybe the rumors were true. Maybe Huberto was the one that was out at night. Maybe it was. I have four or five theories on Huberto, but I want to hear from Ryan too. But I have yeah, about four Ryan. or five theories on it. Ryan? Um, so I definitely think that that had something to do with it. And we definitely have way more cap than we next year than we will, you know, obviously. Um, Kirby, do you think that Kachuk is a, like one of the top three finishers near the net in the league? That's just from watching a couple highlights. That's kind of what I'm sensing. Is that true? Like he's yeah, like it, a prototype power forward. Perfect. Yeah, it, if someone doesn't want to put him in the top three right now, he's trending that way with his mm-hmm. age and everything like that. In front of the net, um, going to the net, like stationary in front of the there's 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 like three, four different ways he goes to the net. Actually, another way that my Flames um friend mentioned to me too that's a big fan of the team uh one is off transition he's not he said he said kirby he's not like if you want to have a little bit a couple of drawbacks from he's not fast but i'm thinking in my head neither was huberto huberto was shifty east west pull up very smart saw the seam passes kachuk is like that too but he's going to the net he's going off the rush unlike huberto is with the puck kachuk is trailing behind with Lie mates that are going to be carrying the puck. So it's going to be interesting to see who his lie mates are. So he'll go to the net. His teammates will wait for him till he gets there, put it towards the net, and he'll tip the puck, score goals off deflections. But the puck will hit off the goalie. He'll tap it in. Um, just different elements. So off the rush, there's other ways where I've seen watching him live where he's in the corner or on the sideboard. And, you know, I like to watch things away from the puck, just like both of you guys do. So you guys are going to enjoy this with, with Matthew. 
Um, he'll be just circling around. Doesn't look like he's doing much. And then all of a sudden, he'll just start drifting towards the net. And sometimes there isn't a, being a player pulled by him. But as he's getting closer to the net, okay, now there's a guy on him. And then he gets in front of the net. He stops. He screens the goalie. He's a pest. He's an agitator. He gets in the goalie's face. Then another guy draws to Kachuk. So now he's got two guys around him. The puck's being moved around the perimeter, point, point to forward, forward to point. And he's getting positioned that way. So that's a second way. Another way, sometimes he's sitting behind the net. And then he'll just start to creep in slowly on either side of the goalie and look for tips, deflection, pass, plays in front. He can make little short passes as well, but he's looking to a lot of times finish in front of the net. Again, we need one of those players. He's not afraid to score. He's not afraid to put pucks on net. Sometimes when Barkoff and Hubert will get a rebound or some of our star players, they look to make a pass and they're right in front of the net with the puck off of a rebound. So he's you're never going to have to worry about that with him. So it's just finding those guys that can play with him coming off of the rush that are going to be puck carriers. But we have guys like Gustav Forsling on the back end, Brandon Montour. We have defensemen that are able to do that. Ekblads can do that to some degree. So we have those defensemen that are able to do that. It's just that he's going to need those linemates to carry the puck in the mail. That's what Johnny Gaudreau did for him this year. And that's why, you know, Matthew Kachuk had his best season, but it wasn't just because of Johnny Gaudreau. It was because of him. And then having a smart player like Elias Lindholm on his line that thinks the game so well. So he just needs those different elements. You know, he might be playing with Sam Bennett, who he has some of the chemistry and friendship in Calgary. And then it's just finding that other piece that really fits well with him. If he's on that second line, maybe he plays a little bit on the first line with Barkov. Barkov, I just think Barkov's a good guy for him because Barkov thinks and reads the game so well. Mm -hmm. And that's just a good combination. But then if you put Bennett and Kachuk together, like how are how are teams going to be able to contain that 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 line with their strength and aggression yeah. and front and net front presence? They're just going to need a good passer on that line or someone that kind of thinks the game a little methodically. And then we just have those, we just have those guys that are able to score those um, big goals in front of the net, like Bennett and now, and now Kachuk and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Like you said, Kirby Kachuk just adds a different element that maybe a player like Huberto didn't bring um, to the Panthers table at, at certain times of the game. So we have an alpha baby. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, I've been reading a lot of different takes and, and who won the deal and who did, who, you know, who lost the deal. Um, but it's just very interesting to me that um, Huberto hasn't said anything. He hasn't quoted anything. He hasn't said, thank you. He hasn't said, you know, like a Chuck, he has been interviewed. He's already posted. Thank you. Calgary. He has, um, already scheduled to meet with the Panthers tomorrow, I believe, as far as meeting with the team and being introduced. So I don't know. And Uyghur has said something. He, you know, he gave a little heart in the thank you post from the Panthers on the Instagram page. But like David DeWork had had um, tweeted the other day, I think that Huberdeau was really, really caught aback from this, from this trade. Aw. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... My question is, do you think Zito did him dirty? No. Why? Ryan, bre- Ryan, break it down for me because I have four or five theories of how this could have gone down. We don't know if all yeah. of them are true or not, but there's, I think there's more than one thing at play here, definitely. I but think Ryan. Zito saw the chance to get a 24-year-old that's better than Jonathan Huberto, you know, for for eight year, years and lock him up. You know, they maybe didn't want to pay eight years to a 29, 30-year-old. I mean, the only thing that, like... We all love Huberto, don't get me wrong, but the only thing that he's better than Kachuk at is passing, if we're being honest. And I, I think we got a better player. It, it 
it might hurt us this year losing Huberto and Weger, but yep. next year we have like six, 15, 16 million. And we just, the really only big one that we will have to do is Spencer Knight. And I don't think that's going to be, you know, that big of a, of a deal. Um, so, so for the fans that say, you know, but Huberto was so loyal to the team, you know, he's been here for 12 years. He's never said anything malice against the Florida Panthers organization. For him, but you know what he also hasn't done? One. He's won and, one playoff series in 10 years. Okay, like, but what I'm trying to find and, and, and David, David, you know what else he said? He was one of the guys that came out two years or whatever, a year and a half ago, and said, we need to win during the playoffs. And mm-hmm. everyone looked at it as a reflection as he's not signed long-term yet. We have to show him as his teammates and as organization, we want to win. Bill right. Zito did that by bringing in Claude Giroux. Bill Zito did that by locking up Barkov long-term, his best friend. Bill Zito did that by having a supporting cast, by having a president's trophy regular season team. Was Huberto a big part of that? Of course he was. But was he a big part of our success in the playoffs this year? No. So you think that it just came down to four games in the playoffs? At the point where we're at and we had a President's Trophy season and how we played against Tampa Bay the year prior and how good we competed and played and every guy showed up. And then this year, a couple guys showed up and Carter Verhage and Bobrovsky and maybe the odd other uh, extillery piece, um, like a like a Maxime Mammon. Mm-hmm. So doesn't that fall on the leadership and the core? Because we've been mm-hmm. I've been raked over the coals for blaming Andrew Burnett too much. But I've also said this falls on our core. And I've talked to some fans, even Pam on a. Uh, Fluffy's uh, YouTube cast when we had a fan cast and she's has a Huberto jersey hanging up in the background. I said, Pam, should one of our core guys go this summer? And she's like, yeah, if that's the case, one of them should go. They, they're responsible for the season just as much as, as a rookie head coach and Andrew Burnett was. So right. I think Uyghur ended up paying for this in some regard. Huberto pay, ended up paying for this and us, us relieving our head coach. So it's like, how can the fan base not be happy with, with you know, in our spaces, I think, David, you can speak on this. We talked about holding the star core player and Ryan's big on this holding the star core players yeah. accountable on this roster at where they're at right now, seven, eight year, nine years into their career, right. as well as, as what happened with coaches not making adjustment during the playoffs um, on the power play and those things. But that falls on the core too. None of those guys were injured. Ekblad came back from injury, but none of our core guys were injured. None of our secondary guys were injured. I'll continue to say this. All yeah. that was on our injury r- report was Anton Lundell, a rookie who, yeah, he's a rookie. So I give him some slack. He got his tonsils out. So right. I don't know if he was hurting before that or not feeling himself, but you know, uh, Lomberg just had a kid recently. So did Barkov, but there was no, like, there was no other storylines why we played like we did. And I think that is I mean, a reflection of our club. core. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Ryan? Just yeah. like you said, you know, Kachuk wants to win more than anyone. I feel way more confident just watching like his emotion and his energy he brings. Like and I watched a five minute highlight tape and I saw more emotion out of out of Kachuk than Huberto in, in 10 years. You know, and, like and, yeah. I think you he's also- gonna change our culture. Yeah. And you, you've also said that about Barkov before. And I, I just think Barkov's a silent leader, but it, it does bother you, Ryan, right? It does bother other people, right? So when Barkov has a guy like Huberto and they're such good friends, and I, I would say off the ice, they have a lot of different personality traits. But when they're on the ice together, they're very close and similar, like chill, cool, 
let's not rock the boat. When Yarma Yager came in, and I just retweeted this out today, so I'd like everyone to check uh, my Twitter timeline, the effect that Yarma Yager had on Jonathan Huberto's career. You can go to my page, KJ underscore loops, and see that. I think when Yager came in, he changed he changed the mindset. <laughs> yeah, myself. He gave he changed the mindset of the two core foundation pieces up front for the Florida Panthers. And I saw such a change in Barkov Huberto's game on the ice as well as off the ice. But I think over time, that's kind of weared off. And it's like, Barkov, Ekblad, Huberto, you guys are the co- franchise cornerstone pieces of this team. Yes, great regular season. All the credit in the world. But doesn't it, David, Ryan, doesn't it come down to this point, the results in the playoffs? Oh, it always does. Kachuk is a dog. I mean, we're not going to get into potentially Kachuk becoming captain. We'll save that. That just might, might be my opinion or someone's that I've heard. Yeah, that's valid. But yeah, I mean... At the end, it always comes down to playoff results and maybe a little due to the the salary crunch that we had, you know, thanks to Dale Talon. Maybe we could have got another player this year, maybe went for another run with, you know, maybe he would believe with in Huberto and, and Uyghur if we added another player with that six million we had. But yeah, it, it, it's the playoffs for me. So Kirby, I'll ask you first. We're, we're, we're a year from now today from the trade. It's 2023. The season's over. The Panthers didn't win the Stanley Cup. They made it to the same uh, round this year. Just hypothetical. Huberto signs with Calgary. Uyghur signs with Calgary. Panthers are in the same spot they were. Would you still do this trade 10 out of 10 times? So everything goes well for Calgary. They do well in the playoffs. Well, I mean, we, they make the playoffs. They do the same like we did. We we do the same thing again. Um, you know, we 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 don't maybe don't get swept, but you know, what what would make this where Calgary wins the deal? Uh, kind of what you said there. Worst case scenario for us. Best case scenario for them. But I I talked about this on Spaces, David and Ryan. Um, there's a five ten percent chance Huberto resigns in my city. And you just seen the season that the Calgary Flames had. We talk about our season. They had one of their best season in recent memory with Absolutely. a new coach that they brought in that they used to have in Daryl Sutter, that one coach of the year. They had a third pairing in Eric Goodbranson and Zadorov that everyone laughed at around the league. They were solid all year as their third pairing. They arguably had one of the best first lines in hockey, if Edmonton Oilers fans want to say they did, because you have Connor McDavid. But if you look at the numbers, Johnny Gaudreau led the league in primary assists. Kachuk had, what, 40 goals over 100 points. Elias Lindholm had, like, an all-star type season. Their whole roster played well, pretty much, just like ours did. So if they do that again this year, I still don't think Huberto re-signs in Calgary. He knows where he wants to go. Montreal, I threw this out on spaces. LA, someone threw out to me. Anaheim, New York Rangers, if they can move money around or if they have that. Like, those are places that he wants to go. Beach cities, big cities, high market, big markets. Like, I think that's where his next move, he wants to be, right? So, I think there's a 5-10% chance, and Flames fans will hate me that are listening to this, but I'm just being honest and put it on the record. 5-10% chance he re-signs in Calgary. Uyghur? I see a 30, 40% chance he resigns in Calgary. But what Calgary's going to have to do to resign him, David, is they're going to have to like what they see. Uyghur is going to have to become like, you know, a fan favorite, big part of the community, big part of the team. He's, I think, the third, fourth highest paid um, defenseman on Calgary's roster because he's on like a sweetheart contract, yeah. 3. 3.5 or 3.75, right? So that works with Calgary's structure. But if Calgary wants to sign him long term, He's going to want long-term money. We talked about this last podcast, guys. Six-year deal. 
Calgary's going to have to overpay for him to keep them in the market, which is a potential. But okay. Uyghur, look, if they're not going to overpay for Uyghur, then Uyghur's like, I'm going to go to market. He could test market and come back to Calgary, but there's even less likelihood if he tests free agency that he's coming back to Calgary. So how is Calgary going to be good if they are, I think they're a playoff team, especially with Mark Stramanet, the coach they have, the defense they have. Um, still the other pieces that they have there, like Elias Lindholm. I still think they're a playoff team, but how does Brad Tree Living, the Flames general manager, trade one of them, not just one of them, which Flames fans are talking about, but both of them for future assets when you're in a playoff position? That does not work in a Canadian market. That does not work in any market. When you're sitting in the playoffs or right there, and you have a guy like Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger on your roster, and assuming, like you said, David, they're having a great season, which I have no doubt in my mind that if Huberto is engaged, locked in, he'll have a great year, especially on a contract year. How are they going to move those guys for future assets? So like that's yeah. the part looking at the flame side. I They're in a conundrum. I would have taken the St. Louis deal with Jordan Cairo and Jake Neighbors and draft picks. I would have taken mm. another deal from someone else that's selling off future picks or young guys. And Ottawa, like he didn't want to go to Ottawa. That wasn't one of the five teams. But Ottawa that has like, Jake Sanderson on defense and Brandstrom on defense and and forwards coming up on the roster, uh, Shane Pinto, those type of guys like that you that the Flames can bring in kind of like quasi tank if they don't make the playoffs, get a high draft pick, plus have all those young guys and those future guys and those guys that they can realistically lock in. I even heard Svechnikov's name out there in Carolina. I think that's a better deal for Calgary if Huberto and Uyghur are just going to walk. So how what do you guys think? Like, How are they going to trade those guys? If they're a playoff team in a weak Pacific division, you have Edmonton at first, you have Vegas that faltered, you have Calgary, you have LA that's pushing up, but still not quite where they want to be. Next summer, LA is going to be big spenders, I'm guessing. So how do you like how do you bring in Huberto and Uyghur and not go for it after the season that they just had? The fan base is hurt losing Goudreau. He didn't want to be there. Kachuk said, I don't want to be there anymore. So what do you do Like, if you're Flames fans? Because I don't think our season's going that way, David. I can see the season going that way for the Flames where they have to make really tough decisions. I still see us being a good hockey team. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because I, I feel like I'm on the fence with that, with that argument. Um, Ryan, I don't know if you want to chime in here and say something sure. about it. So on, on your hypothetical, I think that's exactly what's going to happen to us. I think, I think base still, we got worse this off season, just based on, you know, everything we lost. So I, I still am, if we're doing a way too early season prediction, second round exit, cause we are still a very good team, but yeah, I, I, I think we got a little worse, honestly, but I still think we win the trade long-term just, you know, due to locking up a top whatever you want to call them 15 player for mm-hmm. the next eight years and for the future so so ryan last week you had us kind of finishing third in the division like are you seeing us slipping to wild card fringe are you looking for you know another defenseman to be brought in we're like over the cap as is but i no, don't know what to do. still the same because we have so much talent on offense that it's it's ridiculous but yeah i, I just i don't know i don't it'll be tough to get out of the second round honestly but i think and you know going back to kirby's argument i think it's tough because you, you know you mentioned Calgary um, is in a you know they they've kind of added pieces that still make them respectable in the Pacific with losing Gaudreau and Kachuk and now bringing in Huberto Uyghur. Um, the, you know the pick won't be a factor just yet, but you know what? I just think that to me it was a this was no lose situation for Calgary in my personal opinion. Interesting because. You know, they knew he wanted to leave. They're bringing in a player like Huberto that, okay, 
if he does well, if Uyghur does well, they they finish the season, they make the playoffs. They have essentially right there ten million that they could have into play just from them two leaving, plus Goudreau not signing. So they'll be a big factor going into next season as far as having a ton of space available True. Yep. for next season. Yeah, you could say the GM will be under scrutiny because they didn't get it done or whatever the case may be. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is he couldn't convince both of the Americans to stay in Calgary. He's defended himself saying that we've tried and done everything we can to make it and sound like Calgary is a, a wonderful place to be. But I just think that this the move that they just made is if Huberto wants to walk at the deadline, they get assets. Whether you say he doesn't get they don't get enough assets. But Huberto won't give them an answer. How do we know he's gonna give them an answer? And if they're a good team, if they're a bad team, well, he's like, Huber, Yeah, I want to I mean, Huberto would want to win. I mean, I think he wants to win at <sighs> some point. I get what you're saying, Ryan, but at the end of the day, I think he's a hockey player and he wants to win. And, and, you know, if, if he's not comfortable in Calgary, I think he can get them a first round pick for next season's draft from a team that's competing for a spot. Same thing with Weaker. He can give them something valuable that they essentially would have lost, you know, in, in not getting Kachuk, you know, anything from Kachuk if, you know, he would have signed a deal that was a lot less friendly because he even admitted saying that the reason I signed my deal that I did three years ago was to give Calgary this leverage that I would still be an RFA and not be a UFA and I'd walk for free. But David, how would our fan base, let's turn it to our fan base, how would, and I'll be quick here, how are they going to be like happy with us two years ago? We're, we're, we're finally competing. We're showing good things under Coach Q. We're, we're developing our core. And then all of a sudden, well, we've got to make trades at the deadline because we have guys on one-year deals left. Not in that situation, but just say hypothetically. How would our fan base feel like we're finally going for it? Or like the Flames, we just had a good season. And now we're going to move these pieces that we just brought in for future stuff. Like, I, I don't see how that can sell. But you make it sound like he didn't try to give Calgary or Goudreau what he wanted. You act like he didn't try to oh, give Kachuk what he no. wanted. He, uh, oh, no. he was he did. willing he to did. spend whatever it was to keep exactly. him. But I'm and saying now. I'm now saying the now. fans see Gaudreau and Kachuk as traitors. They're just they're, you can't blame the GM for going and trying all in. He's built a solid team, a Stanley Cup competing team to say the least last year. I think they were the favorites behind Colorado to come out of the West. So yeah, a regression like this is is something very very concerning. But I mean, could they have done more? I don't know if they can. I mean, you speak for the Calgary. Uh, fan base yeah. i just don't know i do and everyone has different opinions but i think they're boxing themselves in a corner here with the deal that they took from florida where they could have took a deal from say there's other deals out there like we know how good hubert and mckenzie we are but they are like kind of boxing themselves in a corner when it comes to the trade deadline and if they're sitting firmly in a playoff spot or even close to one how do you move them for future picks you go for the season that you're playing flames oh, fans man. want to win they want to win right so it could be a disaster because yeah right Kirby. You either trade them for picks or you go all in and then they both of them just walk and you have a lot of money, but you just lost, you know, you yep. lost everyone from this year's team right. plus Huberto and Uyghur. So it, it's tough. So I think across the board, everyone was saying that Calgary got an A as far as what the package they were able to get back from Kachuk, which I tend to agree because like I said, I mean, I just feel like they got an excellent playmaker in Huberto. They got a, Solid pairing defender and Uyghur, a first-round pick. That's kind of like the bumper to me that they were able to solidify an extra first-round pick that they have in addition to what they could maybe get from Huberto and Uyghur. So, Ryan, I mean, would you agree that Calgary got a relatively good package and should be excited for what's going over to Calgary? Yeah, of course. I, I believe on paper it's an A, but then when you kind of – that's why everyone said we lost the trade, but when you kind of get into the details and why it all happened, I, I 
don't think of it as that great of a as great of a trade for Calgary, just because I think like Kirby said, Uyghur and Huberto will both walk. So at the end of the day, they'll probably be left with just one season of them. But I, mm-hmm. I, I still think the Panthers are definitely graded out higher on that trade. A hundred percent. Great point by Ryan. I just want to like, just like he said right there, I, I give the flames like a high grade. Yeah. A, a plus, whatever you want to give them. Like you look on paper, but Mackenzie Uyghur, even if he fits in well with Calgary, loves the city, loves the teammates. How would you not, as Uyghur's agent, be like, we're going to test free agency? And I talked about this last week on, on the podcast. When you have the likes of Matthew Dumba, Brian Dumoulin, other names like that, Mackenzie Uyghur is going to be a number two, number three defenseman UFA free agent target next offseason. And it's like, why would you not test the market and see, like, like I love ice cream, but I don't just eat one flavor of ice cream. I like mint. <laughs> I like chocolate. I like Neapolitan. Like, why wouldn't you go to the ice cream store and be like, ooh, I might have that one, or I might come back tomorrow and try that one? Why would you just lock in on one on one team, you know? And Uyghur doesn't have no history in Calgary. He's from Ottawa. He's not out here from the West. And I want to add this point too, um, David. Mm-hmm. Alan Walsh, and I don't know if you saw this tweet. Alan Walsh, the agent of Jonathan Huberto, he's a piece of work. But anyways, he doesn't have any clients in Western Canada or the Western time zone or even in Alberta. So I saw that tweet and that really stood out to me. Like that's even less likelihood, you know, that Jonathan Huberto doesn't have a fellow client along with, um, sorry, Alan Walsh doesn't have a fellow client along with Jonathan Huberto. That's like playing in Edmonton or Vancouver. And I could be wrong on that, but I, I think it was in Alberta or the West time zone. So a lot of his clients are out East. So again, that screams, you know, New York, Montreal, those things come off season. And you know, going to Montreal, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think I think Huberto wants to go to Montreal, but if the money's yeah. not there, someone else wants to give him eight years. And Montreal, what if for whatever reason, right? Yeah, like, but if Montreal's like, I'll give you not only one key to the city, but two keys to the city. We're going to build three statues for you and give you a seven or eight year deal. Well, <laughs> then he's then he's going home, right? So, um, but yeah, like we, we saw with Johnny Goodrow, he didn't go home to Philly because they couldn't move money, but he also didn't go to Jersey or the Islanders. Right. He went to Columbus. So there, there's different elements where I think Huberto will have four, five, six options. And that's what you do when you're a free agent. You get four, five, six. That was like when Brad Richards was a free agent with Tampa Bay and he was flying to Toronto to talk with the Leafs, to talk with the Stars. I can't remember if Nashville was in on that or the Rangers. Um, so he was like, at that time, he was like talking to six different teams. And that was Brad Richards. I, I would put Jonathan Huberto maybe a notch higher than that. So um, mm-hmm. I think Huberto wants to be wind and dine. That's his style. And, you know, even if he ends up in Montreal, he still wants to go through that process. But I think it'll be really silly if Mackenzie Weger doesn't test free agency, even if it's a perfect fit in Calgary. It just fits like a glove. It's still like you look at the names that are on the list next summer He's going to get paid. And even Flames fans are telling me, we'll take him back at five, five and a half. And I'm like, you're not getting him for five, <laughs> five, and, five a and a half. You're not getting him for that. That's what Florida would have got him for on a sweetheart deal, five, oh, five and a half. So I'm like, it's north of six. And Flames fans are kind of, eh. and then if I said it's north of seven, they might be like, what? And, you know, we heard that eight number, which is ridiculous. So I think he's between six, five and eight. And Calgary can overspend to keep him. But is that a smart move for Calgary to do just to keep them well, to say, we say face on this deal, right, Ryan? Do you, do you think a team that is paying Huberto and Uyghur 17, 18 million combined is is in a position to win a Stanley Cup? Do you think that's what, what Zito was thinking? You know, it would be hard to round out the rest of the team or or not? Well, well, well Ryan and David, you got, and David, you can add to this. 
Calgary is in a win-now window with their coach. Like, Daryl Sutter is a farmer. He's not going to be there forever. He's probably going to coach another season two or three. So he wants to win now. Brad Living has been there forever, just like Kevin Dayoff has in, in Winnipeg that we've talked about in the offseason with, with regards to Paul Maurice. He's been there forever. So, like, the coach and GM, they want to win now, and they've been there a while. And, you know, their jobs are on the line, or Sutter's going to retire. So they, I could see them, like, doing something like that and offering big deals to them, even if Huberto turns it down, because they're kind of in that win now with Jakob Markstrom and that. Like, they're in a win now window with the guys Bring they have. Back. Yeah, Lindholm. So they do have a lot of young pieces, Calgary, but they're not banking on that to give them a second run at a at a cup. So there's a lot of elements for their Calgary to throw around, as you were saying, Ryan, like stupid money. So they could throw stupid money to Uyghur. Uyghur could be like, okay, I'll sign with you guys. I like it here. I'm not going to test free agency, but it's going to have to be like a huge monster deal for him to not test free agency. All I know is Bill Zito's got a big pair because I don't know if any other GM would have done something like this, especially with a player like Huberto that just is so loved by the community. And and I read an interesting uh, quote today from one of the ESPN articles talking about the, the, the trade. And the quote was complacency gave the Panthers six postseason appearances and no series wins in 24 years. Mm-hmm. Boldness from Bill Zito has given them the president's trophy and their first appearance in the second round since 1996 lesson learned. So, I give credit to Bill Zito 100% for making this happen. I think there's there's probably never been anything like this ever in the NHL's history, uh, just the sign and trade type of type of deal. And then for this to make it happen was just like, holy smokes. I think everyone in the, in the NHL was salivating at seeing this and just, you know, how will be how will it will be able to be dissected, not just for next offseason, but for offseasons to come where, you know, where does Huberto go? Where does Uyghur go? You know, how do the Panthers go? How does Calgary go? So, just so many different branches that we're going to be seeing for the next five years or so on this particular trade today, you know, or, or the other day. So it's really exciting. And like you said, Ryan, I don't know if the acquisition of Matthew Kachuk makes the Panthers a better team next season, you know, 122 points to, re- to replicate that is nearly impossible. But like you said, it positions the Panthers into a potentially great team well beyond next season that they can count on Kachuk for eight years of prime um 24 to 32 year old kachuk um so ryan are you gonna get a kachuk jersey uh, yeah yeah let me know right away kachuk <laughs> might be one of my you know favorite just just from preliminary you know looks on him he might be one of my favorite panthers of all time just how he plays i keep sa- i was saying oh we need a player like this and then we you know we got one of the best ones like this so can we can we pre-order yet or no? I don't think so. Kirby, are you are you looking to get a are you looking to get a Hoover jersey? If, if Ryan wants a jersey right today, he could wire me some money. There's about forty or fifty. There's about forty or <laughs> <laughs> there's about forty or fifty Matthew Kachuk jerseys on Calgary Marketplace. I, I've got signed yeah. ones here that are for sale. I've got uh, replica ones, authentic ones. So you can have whatever you're picking. It's a no, plain, I want a it's Panthers a jersey. All star jersey. I'm gonna get maybe Kirby. I don't know if you have a um if you go to a lot of the calgary games but i'll send you down with my huberto panther jersey so you could wear and rock at the stadium if you ever do <laughs> i might put i could put it on for part of a game and then have like a kachuk jersey, uh, <laughs> shirt on i might get a jersey of him but just just that alone i'm gonna get looks around the city uh i would be much more of a heel if i wore a johnny goodrow columbus blue jacket jersey or jersey but uh i think some fans like like my friends today they message me they're like 
We're rooting for Kachuk. Right. We want to see him do well. There's mixed feelings on that because they gave him a year's notice. He's and my, a couple of my friends said, I still don't know how to process the Goudreau news because right. I don't know if I believe his word and different things like that. People believe what Matthew Kachuk has said, you know, and he's very transparent in his messaging and gave them a year to make a deal like this, to bring in a Jonathan Huber. I'm excited to watch Jonathan Huber. I'm going to maybe try to get to one or two games this year that, you know, isn't the Panthers here and yep. see Jonathan Huber and Mackenzie Weger, right? If anyone offers tickets to me, I'm going to go just on that alone where sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I got stuff going on. How good are the seats? You know, eh. you know, we kind of take advantage of it in our market because we have Everybody's so much busy. hockey, right? <laughs> well, I do. Uh, well, when you sit second row and sixth row and kind of ah. it's saddle dome, the first, first row, I don't know, friends, co-workers, you know, different things like yeah, that. We'll hook you up, so. Kirby. We'll get you front row seats to see Hoover. Down. Yeah, if I Calgary, get up- Calgary versus Tampa, we'll we'll get you when the Tampa comes to town. You let us know if you're open. I'll get send you some nice seats to go see yep. Hoover against the the Bulls. <laughs> I, I appreciate that but yeah like um yeah it's i i just definitely want to see it. and i'm going to watch more of them on tv this year you know like after florida games are over sometimes i'll tune on the flames and I'm like yeah. okay i just kind of watch it in the background yeah. but this year i'm going to be focused i'm like okay Uyghur's on the ice now how is he with his pairing okay huberto's on the top line okay let's see what he looks like on a flames power play versus our power play last year that was really good at times but then at other times it wasn't good right so right. so kirby uh you know one last thing here about kachuk um you know, you've you've seen him as he's grown into a a, a man here in, in Calgary, and you know, taken in the in the sixth overall back at the 2013 draft. Um, you know, how would you feel? Or no, I'm sorry, 2016 draft. For Florida Panthers fans, you know, off ice, how would you see Kachuk um, fitting into the Florida lifestyle? Do you think he's that kind of rambunctious? you know, going to be out, going to be doing different things, or do you think he's going to be comfortable and just, you know, settled in and take a little bit to settle in? Or do you kind of see that, that, you know, like his dad, you know, off ice, you know, I'm the man that, you know, do you think that'll, that'll be a little bit of his swagger in in South Florida? I think, I think for Kachuk to hit the mark in Florida, be very successful individually, have success for the team. He's going to need a mix of that. You can't, you know, you can't just, uh, you know, um, bring in a wild horse and you know just just put him in the stable and be like you can't go you know right. you can't go out right and it's just like because he's he's gonna lose who he is he was like that at times with Calgary with the different coaches being like you know you got to rein that in and different things like that and he's like well I care right? right and other coaches were trying to rein him in so I think he you can really struggle when you try to rein him in and not let him be himself so you have to let him be himself you're gonna see a little bit of that but on the other side David He's got professionalism. He's got a brother that's in the league, his dad that played the league. He's not going to go buck wild in Florida because he's grown up around the game. He wants to win. He understands the dynamics of winning. He understands the dynamics of a dressing room. He's been in a dressing room since he was five, six, seven, eight years old at an NHL level. So when you see that in other sports with baseball players like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with Toronto Blue Jays, you see that with players that had dads in the sport that were like not only players um seth curry and stephen curry you don't see those guys you know steer off you know the line too far but you also want them to you you see right. with steph curry and golden state you see with vladimir girl Jude they have flair they have style right. but you know they also know how to rein it in because they have their dads there that have played the game at a high level at a superstar level right. or you know in curry's case at a starish level his dad and be able to tell you you know the the positives and and he's been in the league now right and i right. think great david his family's moved down there and yeah. He's got sisters. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff I like think that. his family was building a house down here in the in the process of doing that as well. But uh yeah, I mean, and just to add a little bit on Chuck, 
you know, this has never been ha- this has never happened in Florida Panthers history to sign a player that's coming off a season like he did at the prime of his career at the age of 24. The only one I could really think of was Pavel Alberi, but he was a little bit older. Um, I think he was like 28, 29 when, yeah. when the Panthers got him, you know, was really injury prone into the seasons coming into Florida. But Kachuk is just ripe and ready to go. And to see someone like this say, yeah, this is where I want to be in Florida has never happened before. So I think at the end of the day, it's a slam dunk deal from Zito to get a player like Kachuk. Obviously, there's going to be emotional attachment from Huberto and Uyghur leaving the organization. But at the end of the day, I think it's a player that you can continue to improve that foundation of just where the Panthers are. Barkov's 26, Reinhardt's 26, Kachuk is 24, Ekblad is 24, 25. You know, Ben is 26, Verhage's 25, you know, Duclair, so many players that are still in prime age that it gives the Panthers window a little bit, you know, a little bit bigger as far as, you know, what they could do for the next three, four years. And Kachuk uh, can grow with Lundell and Knight. Exactly. That's the other thing. Exactly. We didn't lose Lundell in the deal. We but Ryan, if you see Kachuk at uh, the local clubs in Las Olas, like I know you're always at, you know, just let them know, you know, calm down a little bit. You know. So, so listen, so. <laughs> So I was, I've been watching some, uh, Kachuk interviews and I, I found out a couple of things. He was doing like one of those like one minute things. Mm-hmm. So apparently he loves golf. He loves college football. And he said, you know, he was, he was at the sports book. So those are, those are three. Well, I don't bet. I don't bet. You don't bet. Oh, two out of three. I'm bad. Oh, so you'll two still, out of you'll three, two out of three of my things. You're still, still going to date him. <laughs> so he's my guy. <laughs> I mean, uh also kirby i don't know if you knew this but did you know he's friends with jason tatum they went to like middle school or high school together oh of the boston celtics no i didn't oh really yeah. i didn't know that that's another thing i saw today interesting yeah american boy i mean he's we're all working american. On, we're working on some t-shirts you guys got to give us give me some ideas on t-shirts for Chuck. i've seen kachucky cheese i've seen um made you know made in a usa kachuk type of thing you know we gotta we gotta something with, with a south florida vibe maybe Think new one like out. like kachuk winner huberto loser something <laughs> like that um i don't know there's a bunch of stuff you could do but honestly i like his personality just from watching interviews he actually has one unlike most you know a lot of our players i think that's yep. gonna be that's and, be- and, and some people will look at him first to pressure, like, oh, I don't know what I think about this guy. Is he cocky? Is he boastful? But I, oh, I get mean. from I get from yeah, a little bit. But what I get from him, he's honest and transparent. And I respect yeah. individuals that are honest and transparent. And I think that shines through with Matthew. And uh I love his little sibling rivalry. There was a spitting chicklets podcast that the Panther fans should listen to with Keith, Matthew, and Brady. And it's not only just an audio, but it's a video. So, mm-hmm. like, you should definitely check out the video and just see how they interact with each other, you know, how they bust each other's balls and stuff like that. And his dad, like, Keith is in the St. Louis system. And I think when they come home at summer, they live with Rob Thomas, who just signed a big long-term deal with St. Louis. So the the Kachuk brothers are kind of friends with Thomas, and they get jealous at times because they're like, Dad, who's your son? Is it us or is it Rob? You know, so uh, there's been, like, there's, like, funny little interactions and different things like that. And then the Kachuk sisters were here last year when – uh Matthew was in the playoffs. Brady was in the stands at the Saddle Dome, and he was right. double double fisted two beers and had him in his back <laughs> pocket. So fans should check that out. And, and oh, the Flames fans love that because you know we're pretty wild here, and especially when it comes spring and summertime, we we get all the hibernation of winter and the Calgary Stampede hits. So that was just perfect timing, and the fans were feeling so high about the team. So yeah, like the building was just rocky. I didn't get to any of the playoff games this year, but yeah, I've been to playoff games in the past and the building was just rocking, right? And that's right. what that's what Matthew Kachuk is going to infuse to the fans. 
when when all the dust settles and everyone has moved on a little bit from you know losing their favorites in Uyghur and Huberto, like mm-hmm. Kachuk is going to infuse energy into that building, and the Panthers building is just growing and growing, and growing. David, you guys have and Ryan, you guys have like season tickets. You guys go all the time. You're just going to see like an energy in the building when he's on the ice. Uh, mm-hmm. David, I want to hear all the stories in between whistles and what you of think course. Matthews do his stuff because that doesn't always translate on television because you're on commercial break. So I love to hear those stories on our spaces. Uh, post game uh breakdowns and stuff like that because i'm gonna have a lot of fun with that so yeah i'm excited I'll, like like I'll, you said no go ahead ryan sorry. no no i'm sorry i was just gonna jump in again sorry uh david um vasileski he's not some fans are saying i don't know to this degree but he could be shaking in his boots right now Boston, yeah, I, what are they I gonna was... do what are they gonna do with marshawn toronto who do you have to counter with matthew kachuk what are you gonna what are you gonna, what element do you have i could tell you for a fact calgary fans Euler fans, they've all been DMing me. Some Vancouver fans have been DMing me. They're breathing a sigh of relief that Matthew Kachuk is no longer in their division. That's a mic drop. Yeah, I I was going to post something today regarding Vasilevsky and Kachuk, you know, saying that, you know, I think he's, I think he's a little nervous. I think he's a little nervous, Ryan. I think he really is. He's not nervous. What? <laughs> he's, he's the best goalie of all time. He's not nervous about Kachuk. Oh, oh, but Ryan, you like that element of Kachuk. You don't think he's going to think different mm-hmm. things? Get frustrated. He now. threw that water bottle at the end of the playoffs there. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been watching. You think he's got the water bottle? I watched uh, Matt Kachuk owning Drew Doughty for four minutes videos. I watched uh, him <laughs> versus Zach Cassian. I, I watched all that stuff today. Doughty, Hell yeah. Doughty is a what? Two-time Stanley Cup winner? He, he lost his mind yeah. going at Kachuk. He already was a winner at that point. He's like, what's this kid doing? I've won. He hasn't. But he got under Doughty's skin <laughs> that he was so angry and irate with Kachuk. And like that affects the game, right? Yeah. And as long as Kachuk can play between the lines where he doesn't get suspended and different things. And like my um, Flames fans that have been messaging me, they said he's learned from that. Yeah. So he still does those element of things, but he's learned and matured and evolved. And I think that sometimes we've talked about players within our system. Where's the evolution? Where where is the things that they're learning from? Where's where are they taking the next step? Fans that have just lost a player, Matthew Kachuk, are like to me, Kirby. He's still got another level or two. So the fans that you're seeing on Twitter that have yeah. never watched him play, that are saying he doesn't have another level. That was his career year. He played with Johnny. Yeah. Johnny made him. I don't buy that because that I was his career year. I hate to say it, but he's going to have a major regression. I see another year or two in Huberto of of the levels that David uh-huh. probably does, but then after that. I start to really question that point per game level stat. Twenty goals, sixty assists next year for Huberto. What about what, or Kirby? Do you any do you any know you know any roads in Calgary that can support Hubie's Blue Lambo, or, or is that kind of like out of the question? Oh, uh, not with the snow. I can't drive up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Lambo. No. Oh, well, we have really good. Uh, um, we have really good. Uh, snow cleaners um so we're our <laughs> city's prepared for that but i don't know if you could drive the lambo there maybe down 17th down the red mile that we call it here 17th avenue right. but uh there's certain areas that he could we get chinooks right so the snow melts right and then the street cleans up and it gets really it gets really sunny and stuff like that but i don't know if he wants all that <laughs> salt on the street and absolutely his vehicle. so, so he'll i get think a he'll keep truck. the house i think he'll keep the house you know the his parents can still chill at the house but uh, I don't know. It'd be really interesting. Maybe maybe Huberto comes back next season when he's a free agent. Maybe who knows? Maybe. Well, I think be- I think Bennett's gonna get uh Kachuk hooked up with a new ride because when Bennett came of to course. Florida, he got all the guys Markov, Huberto. He got them all to upgrade their vehicles. So so the guys that are coming here, they're gonna get pickup trucks and they're gonna be souped up. So I can see like <laughs> Mackenzie Weger in like a seventy thousand, eighty thousand dollars souped up 
truck. Yeah. I don't know what Huberto is going to do because he's more that sports car variety guy. So it'll be interesting to see what his what his if his SUV or truck is probably yeah. his option. We didn't even talk about the best part of I think of the trade now that Huberto's gone is we don't have to listen to Josie Ann struggle to sing Okay. Oh boy, <laughs> right. She does a good job. She I'm just kidding. Job. I'm just kidding. She <laughs> does gonna, a good a job. Shot there. I'm gonna miss Goldies, and I think David will agree with me. Ryan will be at really yeah. I'm gonna miss the Hoobie Dooby Doo. I just that was my money maker i love that <laughs> yeah i mean overall i think this was you know like we said something we've never seen before unprecedented trade um i think at the end of the day both organizations should be happy with what they got back um ryan kirby any final thoughts well, here as we wrap yeah up what are your off-season here? grades now you know going a week later i and- still think like i said i still don't think the team i mean the team is still uh it's still good. It's still very, very good. But did it improve with this trade? Nah, I still, mm. I still worry about the defense. I don't know. I, That's just I worry the, about the defense. I, I, I maybe yeah. move it up. Like from what was I a C? I maybe move it up to a B minus. Ah, but it, like, ah. like, like, like David, like David said. I'm only moving. I'm moving it up because of more of the long-term implication of what right. Kachuk could do with this roster. Dude, but it doesn't. It doesn't mean we're better. It doesn't mean we're better. We still need to add a defensive piece. We need to figure yeah. out the Hornquist money, like yeah. stuff like that, to make us maybe bump us. But I, I, I give us a little because I'm really high on Kachuk. Right. So, but, but I yeah, think we're, we're losing two better. guys. We're built better, right? And that doesn't win mean, the, in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't mean. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to grade that, like I'm not just grading on the season. I'm grading it from the season to the playoffs. I'm done with the regular right. season right. doesn't matter. No. <laughs> I'm excited for the regular season to see what Matthew Kachuk can bring. Absolutely. But, uh, I, I, like as the season goes along, I'm like two months in, I'm ready for the playoffs, you know? And I think the Panthers will still kind of finish, you know, like where I said, second, third. Yeah. Um, but I'd like us to get home ice, but it's not the end of the day because you saw what happened last off season. But I'm just saying like, right. buckle up Panther fans, like buckle up South Florida. Like you're going to really love Matthew Kachuk. And I think our fan base, David, you could speak on this. You see a lot of interaction on Twitter and, and mm-hmm. Instagram. They're like, oh, I don't like this deal. But like, as soon as they get in the building, watch Kachuk for five, 10 games, they're going to be like, he's my favorite. And it's just going like, to flip like that. It's Ryan's favorite already. I think like he's pushing right up there with me with Barkoff. So um, if I get to watch Barkoff on line one and Kachuk on line two, mm-hmm. awesome. Or if I get to watch my two favorite guys, Barkoff and Kachuk on line one, that's awesome too. It's a win-win. So Yeah, and I posted a poll today, you know, you know, seven hours ago, are you are you going to buy a Matthew Kachuk jersey? And with almost five hundred votes, sixty percent said yes. Yeah, so I voted yes. <laughs> you're looking at about uh, two hundred seventy-five. Are we getting new jerseys this year or no? I have no idea. That'll oh. be for another episode, I think, if that does break out. But all right, yeah. Unless unless you guys have anything else to add, I mean, I think we recapped the trade very well. I think everyone made valid points. I think there's still going to be a lot of discussion. Um, over the next few weeks, you know, when what Huberto says, what Kachuk says, and what Zito says. So there's still going to be definitely a lot to be leaked out in the next few few weeks. Um, as Barclays gone, maybe? I just don't know. I just don't know. But, um, yeah, anything else you guys want to add here? No, I think we're good. Just, like, follow, follow us. I don't know when our next Twitter spaces is going to be because – Uyghur's yeah. gone. Huberto's gone. We brought in Kachuk. We kind of thought, you know, the Huberto extension, like I talked to you, mm-hmm. Uyghur. So I don't know what the next news is to break, David. Your guess is going We thought more. we would have nothing to talk about this Yeah, I thought too. we'd just be talking about speculation on more contract talk or more extension yeah. talk or anything. <laughs> oh, wow. 180. But, but yeah, what, a, what an elephant in the room that was thrown this week. So 
Yeah, like Kirby said, appreciate the love and support for the first two episodes. Outstanding numbers, you know, close to 1,500 listens between the first two episodes combined. Um, you know, supports on the spaces as we continue to grow. Spaces fam, as always, we love you guys. Instagram. Yep. Bunch of Twitter. new follows I got this week on Twitter. Just by Yeah, the support is awesome. You know, we appreciate everything you guys do uh, as, you know, we continue to grow. So uh, if I'm, if you guys are good, I'm good. I appreciate everyone listening to episode number three, uh, re- recapping the Kachuk and Huberto deal as well as Uyghur and uh, Schwitt in the first round pick for the 2025 season. And uh, we'll continue to, to keep you guys updated on any news, any memes I like to throw out there, any like, you know, some videos I like to do. As always, the likes and retweets are appreciated as always. Um, so Ryan Kirby, as always, thank you again for joining me. On this thank you. Fantastic episode. Matthew Ryan. Kachuk is a Panther. Yes, Ryan, sir. I know you'll be at some of those, you know, clubs with, with Kachuk. Woo! <laughs> what if he and i would i would honestly rather golf with him if he wants to do that oh yeah that would be so we funny. could hit the hard rock too if he, if you're listening maddie yeah I hope, maddie. I hope by the time they come in town and stuff like that we've grown to the capabilities of having a few of these guys on the yeah hopefully the podcast so we'll continue to work on that and grow and like i said we'll keep on talking with all the the insiders and stuff like that to keep everyone up to date as much as we can so Kirby, Ryan, thank you guys again for such a fantastic episode. I hope you guys loved it. And we'll continue to work on episode four, hopefully next week, and see what we got uh, going next week. So I hope you guys have a good rest of your day, and we'll catch you on the next one.